Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Monday Morning Practitioner, our new segment from the Business of Intelligence podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and after a week of international travel, it's really good to be back with everyone. If this happens to be the first time you've caught the podcast, here's what this is all about. In just a few short minutes each week, I do my best to quickly deconstruct and analyze lessons learned from my experiences that I've encountered over the last 20 years as an intelligence practitioner to include the wins and the losses. And the goal is to see if we can take these learnings and improve just 1% each week as risk intelligence practitioners, programs, and leaders with the hope that the information provided here can be taken and used right away. So let's get started. Now, if you're listening to this right now, it is likely Monday, February 19th, which means that we're almost two months into the new year. It also means that we're coming up on what I call conference season. And so what am I talking about here? Well, Ontic's annual summit will take place at the end of this month, I believe February 28th through March 1st in Austin, Texas. OSAC's Pan-Asia Regional Committee, or PARC, will be holding its annual summit sometime in May. I believe the Analyst Roundtable All Hands meeting takes place in May as well, although I could be wrong on that. You might need to fact check me there. And then ARIP, the Association of International Risk Intelligence Professionals, follows that with their annual Global Intelligence Forum in mid-June. And I realize that's not an exhaustive list by any means, but hopefully you get the point when I say conference season is upon us. So what am I getting at by sort of flagging these events? Why do I bring this up? Well, today's topic centers around, I think, possibly my greatest lesson learned since I've joined the private sector. And that is this, that being active in the industry creates a lot of career success and not just success, but I would also say enjoyment and fulfillment. And so what I've learned is if you don't attend any industry events, if you don't raise your hand and get involved, even virtually, and I think virtual is really important to point out, it doesn't always have to be in person. You can really miss out on a ton of benefits. To be clear, I'm not shilling for any of these events. I realize there can also be a couple of barriers to entry, which I'll address in a minute, but I'm simply sharing that getting involved in the industry has had a profound effect on me, both personally and professionally, and I think it can do the same for you as well. So this segment is not so much a segment on lessons learned, but it's honestly a call to action to to get out there, do it in your own way, but find a way to raise your hand and get involved. And I think you'll find it worthwhile. So let's start with just a few benefits and successes of getting involved. And I, I think about this from three different levels. First, the organizational level. Second, the individual or the practitioner level. And third, what I call the personal level. So at the organizational level, your organization will definitely benefit from your industry involvement. And I think this is a really important point to make because you're asking your company to spend money on you or allow travel budget to attend some of these events and get involved. So what is the ROI or return on investment? Well, number one, and I think most importantly, in the case of a small team, It allows you to extend your team in terms of the expertise because you can connect with people that have expertise, that have experience in areas that maybe you don't have on your team. And so you can give them a call when you have a question, when you need help, when you need them to help you point to a resource. I've done this for over a decade and it's helped me tremendously. I worked for a large multinational organization in over 120 markets around the world. 
even if we had an army of intelligence advisors and analysts, there's no way we're going to be able to cover everything. So this has allowed us to really scale by extending our team, so to speak, and scaling in that way. Second, it allows you, if you happen to be hiring and you're looking for teammates, it allows you to spot and recruit really talented teammates if you have any openings. So hiring good people can be really difficult <laughs> and there's a lot of uncertainty involved. So if you can reduce that uncertainty by spending time with potential candidates at industry events or on virtual calls as well, I think you can reduce that uncertainty at least a little bit, not maybe a lot, but at least a little bit. And it gives you a leg up in trying to find the right talent, which is really important. And then what I would say is if you join an industry association or attend an industry event, the message that you're sending your organization is, hey, I am committed to learning and growing within this industry and for this company. And that level of commitment to growth and education, it can be a massive asset to your company and it can look really good for you. And it shows that you want to not only invest in your area of expertise, but you're trying to invest so you can better help the company, which is a great message. So then we move on to the second level or perspective, which is the individual, the practitioner level. And the first thing that comes to mind here is the fact that participating or getting involved, it can really help you build your credibility within the industry, which can in turn provide you with additional opportunities, maybe speaking engagements. Maybe you get an opportunity to sort of participate on a panel that credibility can help you land your next job, which could be fantastic. It could help you find other opportunities that's going to benefit you as a practitioner and help you grow professionally, which is fantastic. I'm a big fan of stating the obvious because we tend to overlook the obvious. But what I would also tell you is networking is obviously another huge benefit of participating and getting out there. And I know network networking, it sounds a bit vague and we've got these preconceived notions about what it is. But at the end of the day, what I'm really talking about is if you can get out there and you get to know someone personally and invest in a relationship with someone, they're just more apt to help you in the future. And you're more apt to help them, which creates this mutually beneficial situation, which is going to benefit you both in the long run. This is just another sort of key takeaway at the practitioner level. And then getting involved can lead to either you finding a mentor or mentors, or you might decide to serve as a mentor yourself to someone, which is, I think, a fantastic way of getting involved. So this could be a whole other episode. I mean, I can't speak enough about the benefits of having a mentor, developing your own personal board of directors, so to speak, or giving back and being a mentor to someone else, which can really, I think is really fulfilling. So those are just a few key benefits at the organizational and the practitioner level. Let's talk about some of the benefits at the personal level, because at the end of the day, it's not just about professional growth. I think it's about personal growth as well. And so I save this for last for a reason. I honestly think this is maybe the most important aspect of all this. And here's where I'm going to get really personal for just a second. Getting involved in the industry has helped me find purpose, which for me personally, it's maybe the top consideration for me when it comes to trying to figure out what's important to me. What do I want to do when I grow up? All those existential questions. I've got the military background. Many of you listening may have a government background or a law enforcement background, but honestly, I don't think you need to come from any of those backgrounds to be somebody who says, 
you know, finding a purpose is really important to me. It's really important to my career and being fulfilled. It's really given me a lot of that. I think that's probably the greatest thing that I've taken away from getting involved and sort of raising my hand. The second big reason I think is connected, but it allows you to gain a sense of community. I mean, I have worked at the same place for over 11 years now, and I can tell you, I've made some really good friends. I know I'm going to keep in touch with a lot of these people for years to come. I don't know if it's just because of what we do, the shared experiences that we have together, but my colleagues across the industry, that is what I consider my community. That is what I consider my tribe. That's who I relate to. That's who I can turn to. That's who I can count on when things go wrong, even though you all work at different companies and you're spread across the world geographically. I'm coming to you when times get tough or when I need to commiserate with somebody, whether it's how hard this field can be or whether it's about the burnout that can occur. So that sense of community is just fantastic. You combine that with that sense of purpose. And really, to me, you can't get a better return on investment in terms of participating in the industry, raising your hand and putting yourself out there. So to close, let me just say a couple of words about what I perceive to be two of the most common barriers to entry when people say, you know what, I don't know if I want to get involved. I don't know what if I want to raise my hand. The first is the cost. Now, I know cost can be a prohibitive factor and travel budget cuts are a way of life. And so we don't always have the chance to attend industry events. But number one, you can get involved virtually. Obviously, the world changed with COVID. Virtual, although I, I think it's always better to be in person, you can make great inroads doing things virtually. You can build great relationships. You can build a lot of credibility that way. And I see people do this all the time. But I think going back to some of the things I said just a few minutes ago, you can use some of those factors to make your business case for your organization and why it's so important to sort of thoughtfully plan and put aside money for travel and development. And, and here's why. The second barrier to entry is this idea that for whatever reason that, you know, you have to be this big extrovert to get involved, or maybe you need to be someone who's already known within the industry to participate or raise your hand. And I can tell you that's just not the case. I can speak from experience when I say that you do not have to be an extrovert. I am not an extrovert. <laughs> I'm not. And you just need to raise your hand for things or connect with people in whatever way is comfortable for you, whether that's an email introduction before a conference or maybe it's a LinkedIn message. I've done that where I've said, hey, I'm attending this event. Are you going to be there? If so, I would love to link up with you. Maybe we can show up together because from my perspective, that makes me feel a little bit more comfortable walking in. I've got someone I know, someone I trust. And the other thing I would say is people get it. I mean, people in this field, they get it. Not everyone is or was born an extrovert. And there's a ton of empathy in the field when it comes to this. So if anything, if you see me at a conference and you need support or you need an introduction to somebody, don't hesitate to let me know. I'm happy to do that for you. And for what it's worth, I am someone who becomes completely energized by getting involved or participating in industry events. And then after it's over, I feel like I want to like lay down on the floor and sleep for two days afterwards. So I can relate if you feel like this takes a lot of en energy and you're an introvert, but I'm telling you, if I can do it, you can do it too. And I'll just say it again one more time before I sign off today. 
Perhaps the greatest lesson I've learned in my time in the industry is that being active in the industry and raising your hand and getting involved, it creates a lot of career success, which is fantastic, but it also gives you a lot of enjoyment and fulfillment. You know, I've really found that sense of community. I've really found all those benefits at all three levels that I talked about for my organization, for myself as a practitioner and intelligence professional, and of course, personally, I've learned that firsthand and it's just been fantastic. So that's my call to action. Those are my lessons learned. That's it for today's episode. Thanks again, as always, for choosing to spend your time with us. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and wherever you listen to the podcast, give us a follow on LinkedIn if you don't mind. Also, if you don't mind, spread the word, tell people about this podcast. Let us know if you have something to contribute, if you want to come on, whether you want to remain anonymous or not, it's totally up to you, but we want to hear from you. And until next time, thanks again, everyone, and have a great week.